Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But The Secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517. 800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517. The following is a special presentation. This is Sports Overnight America. Ladies and gentlemen, live from the West Coast, it's time for Ring Talk Live World One. Your inside look into combat sports. Yeah. Brought to you by the WBO, the World Boxing Organization. How about that? And now the host of the longest running fight show in radio and internet history. Let's get him. Let's get him hard. Pedro Fernandez. Better grab me quick before my knees give way. Dames y caballeros, bienvenidos, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the multi-million dollar sports byline facilities here in the city by the bay, San Francisco, California. And yes, the man was correcting that lofty introduction as my name is Pedro Fernandez as I hit the microphone with one hand here. Straight up, you're tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, often imitated but never duplicated for the next two hours. Live here on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio Channel 211, the Dan Patrick Channel, and like, so, like a thousand other internet platforms. Bottom line is, we're all over the world. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. For the next two hours, we'll talk boxing and mixed martial arts. Maybe a little pro wrestling as well, and of course, maybe a little bit about the status of the country in which we're living in right now. Talk about the good old US of A. Straight up, this is Ring Talk, 35 years, often imitated but never duplicated. Open phone lines all around the planet. 1-800-878-7529. That's 1-800-878-7529. We've got boxing news. We've got MMA news. Of course, MMA action last night. Tyron Woodley, the former welterweight champion, got licked like a stamp, lost every round. I mean, good Lord, what can I say? When you come to fight, you come to fight. When you don't come to fight, it's pretty obvious. Last night, Mr. Woodley didn't come to fight. Very reluctant to throw his hands. I think he's scared to get caught. I don't think he catches well. At the end of the day, he was a big-time loser in the main event against a guy by the name of Gilbert Burns. We'll hear from Gilbert Burns in hour number two of Ring Talk Live Worldwide. More importantly, we've got the text line hot and happening. You can call Cuddy all kinds of names. You can say whatever you want. Bottom line is, here's our studio text line. 1-415-275-1613. That's 1-415-275-1613. We try to broadcast live on Twitch.tv. Of course, he's Sports Byline Channel. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Can I say, join me for two hours and have a good ride today. This is the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Now, let's listen. 
clarity in the world of professional boxing is spelled WBO. That's right, the World Boxing Organization is boxing's only transparent sanctioned body. You can follow the WBO on Facebook or check out their website, WBOboxing.com. That's WBOboxing.com. The World Boxing Organization. Are you still under stay-at-home orders trying to figure out what to do with your free time even after the lockdown is over? Then why not try World of Warships? With World of Warships, you can command a massive naval fleet featuring some of history's most iconic war vessels and unlock new ships as you prepare to dominate the oceans. Each ship is accurate to the original. Each battle will make you feel like you are right there. Each week, there's something new to experience with new missions, game updates, and events to keep you and your friends engaged for hours on end. Play over 300 ships across 10 different nations. It's the perfect game to take your mind off things as we self-isolate to help flatten the coronavirus curve. To play for free, go to worldofwarships.com and use the invite code BOOM. BOOM gets players started with two cruisers, one American and one German, as well as some premium currency. Check it out at worldofwarships.com. Use the invite code BOOM. World of Warships, the thinking man's action game at worldofwarships.com. Invite code BOOM. We are the Debt Destroyer Network. Any debt you have, credit card, tax, student loan debt, call now for free information that helps you destroy your debt. It's great advice. Plus, when you make this free call now, we have debt destroyer experts ready to help. They can show you how to destroy your debt and get your life back on track. Debt problems don't have to be overwhelming. You can live stress-free and debt-free. Credit cards, medical bills, IRS tax problems, even student loan debt. Learn about free programs offered by the credit card companies, hospitals, and even the government that can help slash your debt. Call the Debt Destroyer now for free information. Call now. 877 360 0402 877 iHeartRadio is that easy. Download the app today or listen online at iHeartRadio.com. Well, you know, it's my theory that if that Don King was born rich and white, uh, he'd be Donald Trump. And if Donald Trump was born uh, poor and black, he'd be Don King. So check it out, 1999 or so, I'm in Malaga, Spain, okay? First time I've ever been to Spain. It's a beautiful coastal resort town. It's just like a boat ride from Amsterdam. So it's my first day, and after doing some road work in the morning, you know, down near the road, down near the water, it was just beautiful. It's breakfast, and then hit the town. What I don't realize is that, you know, we're in a different time zone. I'm living in California. These people are like eight hours later than me, so breakfast to me is like dinner to them almost. Anyway, the bottom line is, after doing the road work, I hit the town, and when I go outside, there was nothing and nothing moving, and there was nobody out. I mean, the bellhops, who fell in love with a variety of California Kush during my stay, uh, they were nowhere to be found. So with shift changes, I'm thinking, hey, maybe this must be a shift change. That's what's coming to mind, right? So I, I turned to town. I turned into town on foot. 
and I'm walking through this beautiful town center, and there are no signs of life. I mean, no signs of life. But, you know, I'm feeling the cush. I got my Sony Walkman. I'm getting paid. What the hell? I'm having a good time, right? So I'm moving about this deserted town. When I finally figure out that, <clears throat> guess what, Pedro? It's siesta time. And most things is being closed for three hours. So if you're doing some sightseeing, there's lots of sights to see because there's nobody around. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, I see this one club. I'm walking in the middle of town. It says, there's one club. It says, there's men's club. It says, in Spanish, it says, exercise. I say, oh, cool. Okay, exercise, food, and more. So underline the more. So I walk in, and the place is dark. Lots of people, but there are all guys. If this were a gay bar, if... There were like five guys to every guy. As it turns out, it was a gay bar. It was so gay, it was such a gay bar, the bar stools were turned upside down. I kid you not. And being from San Francisco, I'm used to gay men. I mean, you see two gay guys, two gay guys going down the street and say, hey, what the hell, two more chicks for me. But this was Monday afternoon in Spain. This wasn't uh, what I thought. There wasn't a female to be found. Anyway, fast forward to Thursday night. We're about to get out of town. And inebriated Don King, of course, is up on the stage with a, uh, with a band, and he's not singing. But he's talking. He's got $10,000 and $100 bills in his hand, loose, loose $100 bills in his hand, in his left hand. And he's on stage, and he's bannering back and forth. Because anybody who knows Don King, goes, he, he goes into these long, long speeches. I mean, long speeches. Anyway, all the while, he's 15 feet above, above a cement floor, okay? And he's weathering back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And, and, and he's teetering close to the edge of the stage. And I'm saying, well, I can see disaster. Whoa, whoa, this is not good. So anyway, um, you know, Don King likes his whiskey. As I said, he was inebriated. Anyway, awfully close to stepping off the edge of the, edge of the stage. Finally, he does step off the edge of the stage and falls 15 feet to the ground, hitting his head, causing himself to bleed. I mean, I'm running over there. I'm freaking out. Everybody's freaking out. I told everybody, step back. Let's get an EMT the whole nine yards. Well, Don wasn't all that hurt. I kid you not. He gets up, he sits up, head bleeding the whole nine yards. I noticed that the most important thing to Don that day was not his health. It was that $10,000 he was holding in his left hand because he fell 15 feet off a stage. Get this, and he didn't drop a single $100 bill. Don for America, Pedro. Sports Ballad, hey, baby. Wow, I feel good. From my stories on the road to Santa Monica, California, bringing the retired HBO godfather, Mr. Larry Merchant. And how are you this morning, sir? Uh, so far, so good. How are you? Excellent, my man. sons are coming over, and uh, we'll have a couple hours with them. And then I got a book that I have to finish because I have a book club Zooming tomorrow night. And um, so I got a day... Full of stuff. Is, is, this, is this Zooming stuff? Is this sort of like, it, it's mind-blowing. I mean, that people can communicate the way they are, and I think it's great for us during this pandemic and the shutdown, this and that, but, you know, technology sure has taken us a long way. Had this happened 25 or 30 years ago, it'd be a totally different world. Well, sure. And an interesting thing about Zoom, you know, we have a book club that meets monthly, and there's a social aspect of it. We sit down before we actually sit down and we just shoot the bowl and talk about what's going on in the world, et cetera. And then we sit down to a dinner, which is usually applied to the book, and um, talk about the book. But when you're doing Zoom, it's all business. <laughs> and that, in a way, it's good. You concentrate on the book, 
Um, but we miss the social aspect of it a little bit. Do you, I'm not comfortable with being around people yet, just yet. I mean, health-wise, I'm just not. I'm, um, how can I put this? And, and I don't consider it paranoia because paranoia would be being scared of something that doesn't exist. I think that this invisible virus has got me spooked, Godfather. It just does. Well, I look, you know, um, I've learned in my life, you play the game to the last whistle. You stay in there, and maybe even a little longer. Be safe rather than sorry. Good point. We'll switch gears just for a second. Um, Curtis Cokes, he was a nice, one of the nicest guys. Of, you know, there are people you meet in boxing that you say to yourself, geez, you know, I wouldn't want to sit next to this guy in an airplane. You know, there's just those people you know. But then there are people you would say, you know what, I would love to sit next to this guy in an airplane. I'm talking about former welterweight champion Curtis Cokes, of course, out of Dallas, Texas, 62 and 14, 14, uh, <coughs> four draws and 30 whacks former WBC and WBA champion. I remember when he was, <clears throat> he was poised to get some money because he had lived, he lived moderately. And I'm not trying to say he was poor, but he, he, he lived in, in hard times down there in Dallas. And, and he had Ike Abeobuchi. And Abeobuchi was about to knock on the door with some big money fights. And Abeobuchi raped that hooker in, in, in Las Vegas. And that was the end of his career. And, of course, that was the end of uh, uh, basically Curtis Cox's grasp for, for a gold ring. So I felt for Curtis. He passed yesterday at the age of 82. Curtis was I don't fun. understand what what is the uh, the connection between Coach and Abiyabuchi. He was, that was his trainer. That was Abiyabuchi's trainer, Curtis oh, Coach. So Coach was training Abiyabuchi. Yep, exactly. And oh, course, I didn't re- I didn't remember that. Uh, Coach was a good guy and a good fighter, and wasn't he in the Cincinnati Kid or? Um, um, a boxing movie? You, you, I think he was, but you, you're the movie star in Hollywood. I, I don't know. You, you'd have to check that through whatever ISB and whatever it is. But you're the movie star. I'm not. Anyway, <laughs> Cox was a good fighter, and, and, and as I said, he was always classy. And you know, when I met Abeyabuchi, when he when I did the television, you did the 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 domestic feed, and I did the international feed for Ike Abeyabuchi's stunning 12 round win over David Tua up there in Sacramento, California. In a, Great in a, fight. In, in a fight, the more blows thrown in that heavyweight fight than any heavyweight fight in history, I think. Anyway, um, that was an incredible event. And afterwards, you know, I went into Abeyabuchi's dressing room with my, with my tape recorder, and and I, I was excited to interview this guy. I said to myself, "Good God, this is the next rage. He just beat David Tua. You know, this is this this guy's going to be it." So he starts telling me about God and, and this and that. And he stays, he's talking really, str- I mean, bizarrely strange. So I couldn't even air the interview. It was like so bizarre. I couldn't air it. And then like eight or nine months later, bang, he ends up raping some hooker in a Las Vegas hotel room and his career is toast. Well, uh, when it, it was, a, it was a, a very great fight. Uh, Babucci was a very talented, tough fighter. But... He had no mooring socially in America. Mm. Um, he did belong to a big church in Dallas, as I recall. But he just didn't know how the system worked. And once he be, beat Tua, um, he demanded, made demands that were crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and he lost opportunities. Um he, he said, I want 
he called me up once. I mean, we, <laughs> uh, you know, I want ten million dollars or whatever the number was, et cetera. A lot of money in those days, and um, uh, he, he wasn't going to fight anybody unless he got the, you know, he just didn't understand the system. I said, you have an opportunity to go on national television and build your name and your brand. And then you can make the money. And no, no, no. I, he wanted the money, and he just didn't get it. Okay. In, in outside this, of the ring. And well, he was he was a bit bizarre in that in that dress room. Here, I thought I said to myself, I'm witnessing the possible uh, a possible future heavyweight great. I'm saying to myself, Good lord, this guy's really. I mean, he's got the determination. He's got some punch, a whole nine yards, and then he just falls apart. Of course, his social life's concerned. Anyway, a criminal just got out of jail a couple years ago, but he is not obviously what he was at the age uh, of now 40, 42 years old. Yeah, he beat Chris Bird, too. Yeah, he beat That's true. And, and Chris Bird was good at that point in time. You tune to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. More with The Godfather after the break. even recognize myself anymore i'm really worried about him his addiction i haven't seen him like this ever hey look i I never wanted to start using i I knew the drill but i was out of options i I just want to tell him it's not your fault there are people out there who can help people who have felt your pain they know what you're going through this has to stop i'm losing everything Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Matthew. Huh? Oh, sorry. It's okay. I just need you to listen to me. I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me. I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you, and I know it's because you care. All the talks we've had over the years, including what you've told me about not using alcohol and other drugs, they stick with me. And believe it or not, they really do make a difference, especially at times that matter most. Hey, want a drink? No thanks, I'm good. So thank you, Dad, for talking and preparing me for what's ahead. Thanks, Mom, for never giving up and always being my biggest fan. Thank you for letting me know what you expect so I can try to meet your expectations. Thank you for talking. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. Imagine this is your money and someone wants to take it from you. Who is it? The IRS. They want your money, and guess what? They can legally take it, all of it if they want. Remember, they sent you that letter that said, hey, you owe us a bunch of cash and we're going to take it from you. So what do you do? 
fight back by letting our team of experts at the tax helpline work it out with the IRS so you can keep your money. And we're good at what we do. When you hire us, you get a team of guys on your side that know the IRS laws and will fight to save your money. So if you owe the IRS a ton of cash and you want to keep it, call right now and learn for free how we can help you put it back in your pocket. 800-932-1749. 800-932-1749. That's 800-932-1749. Everyone says, I wish I was in your shoe, I wish I was in your shoe. The people, the hundreds of people that wish they were in my shoe don't know the tenth of it. If they were in my shoe, they would cry like babies. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Yeah, that's him, man. Mike Tyson trying to push the comeback name. Of course, people are offering his uh, ratings, per se, uh, his ability to draw. I don't know. I think it was pretty indicative of this past Wednesday night when he appeared on TNT Cable. Was it advertised in advance all around the world? As far as all these wrestling fans were concerned, he was supposed to appear on All Elite Wrestling. He did and did a, a bit of a takeoff in the center of the ring and whole nine yards. But the bottom line is the ratings needle didn't move a, a, a smidgen. So obviously Mike Tyson is not what a whole lot of people think as far as his ability to sell is concerned. Now, pay-per-view and boxing, that may, might be a little bit different. Larry, do you actually think that he can, he, that, that people would be so curious enough to make this a successful promotion if he was to take on anybody but you or me? Uh, well, first I... I think I should mention that uh, Mike Tyson's brief peak was about 30 years ago. Yeah. <clears throat> so if you're 40, you would have been 10 then. And there are a lot of people who, for whom Mike Tyson is just a, a, a figure of time and they might read about occasionally. So that cuts into the audience. But I, I don't know. I, it, you know, if he would fight one of these MMA guys or some hobo, as you call <laughs> them, um, um, would it attract an audience? Yeah, it would probably attract some kind of an audience, particularly uh, if it happens be, before um, organized sports uh, starts to get back into the game. But, um, you know, look, Many fighters have fought these kinds of exhibitions. Muhammad Ali did. Um, others have. So if he can make a buck or a million bucks or 10 million bucks and he wants to go out and uh, and do it, uh, good luck to him. You talked about Tyson's peak. It was in 1989, of course, the the uh, knockout of Carl the Truth Williams. He admitted that to me in 2004 when he when he had his last fight against Kevin McBride, failing. I mean, failing incredibly miserably. He he just like he just couldn't get it together that day. There's no doubt about it. Now, gonna shift gears a little bit, Godfather, because you know I always like to put you on the spot. Um, when is this? You know, I'm I'm 62 years old. Okay, I think I've seen a lot of you know Nixon, Nixon, that kind of good stuff, and John Mitchell was the Attorney General, all this kind of good stuff. But I've never seen a country that seems to be led from the top or our country that's anti-Semitic, anti-Asian, anti-Mexican, anti-black, anti-anything but Clorox. What do you take of this current situation right now going on in the country? Well, we have a leader 
and I use that expression uh, loosely, very skeptically. Um, who feels that his best chance uh, to stay in office is to keep the country divided, and maybe that is his best chance. Um, we'll see what America is at the next election. Interesting. <clears throat> Top ranks coming back with some cars in June. Of course, it's going to start it off with Shakur Stevenson. They're going to do these cars from the uh, MGM Auditorium or some small little room they've got there in Las Vegas. This is a start, Father, because you and I know the social distancing thing is real. We can't put 40,000 people in an arena right now. Uh, I agree. And I think um, where where I live, most people are social distancing, not all of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, The beach isn't that crowded. Um, People are being being careful. They wear masks, many of them. Um, To my delight. Sorry, I didn't hear that. To my delight, for a variety of reasons, the mask, but go on, sir. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, um, they stand in lines outside the markets, six feet apart. Uh, I don't want to say it's perfect, but there are a lot of a lot of people who have taken this seriously and and um, and and want to uh, reduce the odds. You you might be able to go out there and do anything you want. Uh, without any coverage, et cetera, and, and, and never get um, the okay. coronavirus. Mm-hmm. But if you follow all of the protocols, your chances are better of not getting the virus. Good point. Do you, do you know much about Shakur Stevenson? He was a 2016, I think, Olympic silver medalist. He's 13-0, and 0, the current WBO 126-pound champion. Long, lean kid, but he can punch. Have you seen much of him? I got a glimpse of him, but not enough to, uh, you know, to to get a measure of him, you know. But he he looks like he's a fighter, and uh, we'll see how he does uh, in in the uh, heavier divisions. And uh, he's got the kind of lean look that uh, suggests that he could move up. But we'll see what happens when he gets tagged. You know, we we talked about uh, Abuchi wanting too much money in the in the previous in the prior segment. Are fighters in a position? Are, who, who's in control right now? I mean, it used to be that if the fighter had the bigger name, he could call the shots with promoters. Are we at the point now where it's back in the promoters? In other words, control is back in the hands of the promoters with this this pandemic and no live crowds. Well, I mean, look. Uh they're going to be making less money. Uh, they're going to be fewer people in the seats, fewer people parking cars and eating hot dogs and hamburgers. So there's less revenue. And um, the fighters are one part of the equation, and that they have to realize that um, this is the situation that is. Now, I'm curious what happens to some of those fighters who have gigantic contract with the zone, you know, like Canelo Alvarez, um, who, who 
gets $35 million a fight guaranteed. Um, I don't know how that would work out if he comes back or if he's going to just wait it out until they can have crowds. Um, But the situation is what it is. And uh, athletes have to take into account um, the fact that things have changed. Yeah, somebody asked me the other day, should they apply for a DAZN refund? Because there's, I mean, we're not seeing any live boxing yet. We're paying our dues each month. What's your What's your take on that? Well, that's a good point. Um, uh, I imagine they'll try to uh, extend those who have uh, taken out uh, subscriptions for a year, say. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think they're all uh, in the middle of this pandemic uh, trying to uh, inch their way through and, and find out what works. And so they're starting out without fans. And uh, maybe then they'll start out with um, a few of fans and... Uh, it's it's a, a slow process, but by the time we get to the fall, uh, we'll get a real idea of how the how this situation is going to affect um, everything going forward. Question for you from a girl named Elaine in Cleveland. Okay, Elaine, what would be if you were to replay HBO's fights? What would be like your top five fights that you'd like to see replayed? Well. Well, uh, sorry about that, but that's just the way she. No, I I get it. I'm I'm not a, a list much of a list maker, I know but that. going back, uh, certainly Leonard and Hearns, uh, uh, Hagler and Hearns. Um, uh, let's see, going forward, it, um, Norton and Holmes. Who? Ken, uh, Ken Norton and Larry Holmes, that first fight card you guys put on, that 15-round battle? You that, know what? That was not our fight that no? I, as far as I never did, I never did that I fight. I thought that was your fight. Okay, my mistake. Yeah, I might like to do the fight back in Railway State Prison <laughs> with James Scott um, fighting... Uh, Eddie Mustafa? Eddie Mustafa was a former light heavyweight champion and... That was a, a, an extraordinary uh, event. Um, let's see, in the modern era, um, Mosley and Delaroya won. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. What a fight that, that was. That was, of course, sold out to Staples Center. L.A. was packed. And then Seth Abraham threw the party of parties when he had that giant statue, that giant statue, and all that good food, and the Sopranos. The Godfather was there. And speaking of the Godfather, here are your music. So that means we got to say goodbye. I wish you the best. Kiss the Godmama for me, okay? You are obsessed with the Godmama. She's my baby. <laughs> say hello to her. Okay, I will. All right, bye-bye. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. That is Larry Merch. Of course, I'm talking about his lovely wife, Miss Patricia Sturt, Stitch Merchant. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Can I just... Go for it. One postscript. After that fight, I thought of something the great sports writer Red Smith once wrote. If you want to find out who won a close fight, 
Ask a nine-year-old kid. Tired of the same old hat? CoverageGear.com is the top destination to find the hats and gear you need to represent your favorite pro teams and players. Head to CoverageGear.com with the promo code RADIO and grab a cap with the iconic jersey number of the all-time greats and current stars from the NBA, NFL, MLB, and more. These classic hats come in the font and style of the superstars team. So with the number 30 from Golden State, number 2 from the Yankees, number 23 from the Bulls, or a number 12 from the Packers, CoverageGear.com will help you honor the legends of yesterday and today. And with Father's Day coming up, timing couldn't be better to check out our collection of dad hats, trucker caps, beanies, stickers, and more. Use promo code RADIO and get 20% off. That's promo code RADIO at CoverageGear.com. CoverageGear.com. We've got you covered. I'm going to tell you how you can get real health care for as little as $6 a day. Yes, now you can get affordable health care for you and your family immediately and save as much as 50% off your current monthly health care payments. Our plans are perfect for people that are self-employed, can't afford health benefits where they work, or just want to pay less for their current health care. And coverage is guaranteed regardless of your medical condition. We even offer some of the new Christian faith-based health benefits. Save up to 50% on your family's health care. Make a free quick call now. There are no contracts and we give you a 10-day money-back trial period. Call Provision Enrollment right now for your risk-free guaranteed health insurance quote starting at $6 a day. 800-472-5145. 800-472-5145. That's 800-472-5145. Do you owe $10,000 or more on at least two federal student loans? Then you may qualify for new programs offered by the Department of Education. These programs can reduce your interest, lower your payments, and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness. If you have $10,000 or more and at least two federal student loans and currently not in school, you may qualify for one of these programs. Call now to check your eligibility. Student loan advisors are standing by to help you determine if you qualify for these new programs. They can help you reduce your interest, lower your payment, and even forgive a portion of your student loan debt. Take control of your financial future. Make this free five-minute free call now to Nationwide Student Loans and learn how you can reduce your student loan debt. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez is brought to you by the World Boxing Organization. The funky horns of the Tower of Power, they come to us from Oakland, California, baby. Now, of course, living for the most part in the city of Angels, Los Angeles, California, and Arizona. But straight up, they are at TowerofPower.com. Check them out. They've got a couple new albums out. And what can I say? The boys are still rocking and rolling 52 years later. Whoa. You are tuned to Ring Talk, live worldwide. You're inside looking the world of combat sports. Check this out. 
Uh, 12 years ago, May 31st, 2008, Elite XC uh, debuted on national television. That's right, the first MMA card ever to hit the national television airwaves 12 years ago today. I think in the main event, uh, Joe Samperi and Mike Groves went back and back. I forget who won that because that was 12 years ago. Straight up, last night, of course, the UFC rock and rolling on ESPN, ESPN+. Plus. Uh, I can go through the card for you, but it was just, yeah, another one of those ho-hum type of cards. What can I say? Lots of this is just ho-hum, ho-hum, ho-hum. In other words... I'm, How can I put this? You know, once I got asked on national television, where would I get a better bang for? A boxing, if I was a boxing fan, bang for my buck. A boxing fan or an NBA fan. In other words, if I went to 82 fights and I went to 82 NBA games, how many times would I be ultra satisfied with the NBA uh, versus boxing? Well, probably, I would have to say that the NBA will probably dwarf boxing as far as successful events. Because a lot of times, fights just suck. They, they just do. They just they horribly suck. Okay? So, you know, you've got to put a whole lot. I've got to put this. You've got to put it on the line. Last night, Tyrone Woodley, the former welterweight champion. Of course, he lost to Usman. He was in that title about 15, 16 months ago. He put up, he put up very little uh, uh, an effort against a guy by the name of Gilbert Burns. People hadn't heard of Gilbert Burns. He's out of Brazil. He's a rough dude. He was fighting at 155. Now he moves up to 170 pounds or the welterweight limit, and he looks like a killer. I mean, him and Jorge Masvidal will probably be the fight of fights. But last night, Gilbert Burns just beat Tyrone Woodley from, from the— I mean, Woodley never asserted himself. Let me tell you like this. If you're going to get beat, if you're going to get beat, at least go out there and make an effort. And, you know, I tried. I tried. I mean, you know, the guys I lost to, I lost to. You, you have. I mean, some guys are better than you. It ain't. It ain't. It's hard. It was hard for me to say that, let alone admit it. Okay, but it just happens out. It happens that way. Guys are better than you, and you've got to realize that. So you've got to be able to step across the line and put yourself in potential danger in order to win. In other words, you've got to step into that precarious zone in order. To, to have a chance at victory. And last night, Woodley never, ever did it. The scorecards were 50-45, to 50-44, and 50-44. to 44. Of course, I scored the first round 10-8, which means a two-point round I'm talking about for Gilbert Burns. Anyway, Burns, one hell of a fighter, not a bad talker either. Bro, I trained so hard for this fight. I knew I could do it. I was calling these guys out for a reason. And I'm coming, I'm coming to stay. That was a former champion right there. You saw a dominant performance against a former champ. So I'm ready. I feel so good right now. Gilbert, you're a jiu-jitsu guy. You're a jiu-jitsu guy, right? That's what I thought. But your striking looked phenomenal tonight. Was that the idea to push the pace, get in his face, and really just try to get your hands on him at every turn? Yes, yes. That's that's what Henry Hoop said, put pressure. And he's been playing with that. Like, um, I'm, it's only jiu-jitsu guy, not bad for a jiu-jitsu guy, right? So, yeah, working hard, pushing the pace. Coach Greg Jones said, stay on his face. He's coming Barzini, put a lot of pressure. He's not going to like that pressure. And mix things up. Like I said yesterday to you, hands, kicks, takedowns. I'm going to shoot. I'm going to do jiu-jitsu, ground and pound. I, I have so many guys. I, I still can do five more rounds if you need to. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not tired. I'm going to make some push-ups when I see you after, after, <laughs> after the interview. Your cardio was on point. But early in the fight, you heard him with a right hand and then a right uppercut. Did it surprise you when he went down so early? You have carried your power up to welterweight so impressively. No, bro, I knew I, as, I, as I touch these guys, they feel it. I've been, sad to say, but I've been knocking people's eyes at the gym with the big gloves. I've been training hard. I have a bunch of guys help me out so much. Shout out to my guys, Logan Storley, Jared, 
Every single one, I say, for those guys that are pushing me so hard, I know what he, hard Henry's being said. Been working a lot of boxing, a lot of kickboxing, wrestling, jiu-jitsu. I'm right there. Come on, my name now gotta be number one contender. Don't those guys that make their ranking don't play around. I will see my name there Tuesday, a number one contender. Come on. A lot of was made about where this would put you in the weight division. Beating a former champion in the way that you did, there are some worthy challengers. But it would be hard to find someone that deserves a title fight more than Gilbert Burns. Yes. What are we going to see next when you get into the octagon? Give me a name. You've never been shy about calling somebody out. Let me know who you want to fight next. The world is yours, Gilbert. Tell us yeah. what you want. Come on. I love the champ, my training partner, Kamaru Usman. But give me a shot. Dana White, Hunter, Sean Shelby. Kamaru, I, I want to fight for the title. You know, a lot of respect, a lot of love for you. But I think I'm next. I'm next. I'm right there. I, he beat the former champion. Just beat the same way or, I don't know, maybe even better. I want to fight for the title. And I'm next. Like, if they want to make a fight on July, come on, injury free. Just be the former champion. Have no scratch, nothing. I can fight on July. Come on, I want to fight for the title. That was a fantastic performance. There will be parties all over Brazil yes. celebrating Gilbert Burns. Congratulations, man. You have truly made a mark in the welterweight division. Galera do Brasil, just one quick thing in Brazil. Love you guys. Amo vocês, galera do Brasil. Tamo junto. Vou trazer esse cinturão pro Brasil. Deixa comigo. Love the you guys Rino. The Rino gets the job done. Congratulations. Thank you. Gilbert Burns, victorious last night at ESPN, of course, coming to you from Las Vegas and Nevada City Athletic Commission coming together with both boxing. Of course, top-ranked boxing going to do a card on the 9th. Uh, at the MGM Grand, of course, in one of their small little auditoriums, and, of course, the UFC rocking and rolling now at their UFC training center in Las Vegas, Nevada. But Burns is now 19-3 on one hell of a roll and fighting at a heavier weight class in which he had fought in before. And, of course, I'm always leery of moving up a weight because when I moved up a weight, I just got spanked. I mean, I could beat decent guys and good guys, but I couldn't beat the better guys. I just couldn't beat those upper echelon welterweights. Why? I thought it was size. Anyway, bottom line is size matters in two things. You know that pornography and combat sports. Anyway, 19-3 was the winner, uh, Gilbert uh, Burns. And, of course, the loser, Tyrone Woodley, the former champion, drops to 19-5. and he, You know, he threw a no-hitter. I mean, you know, Burns talked about the fact that, that he wasn't scratched. He had no marks. In his That's because Woodley threw a no-hitter. He didn't want to fight. I mean, if ever was a – and he talks a lot of smack. This is a guy that went out there and talks a lot of, of smack. He talks a lot of spit with an H. He just does, man. And, and, and like, eh, you know, nobody really liked him. Probably one of the most unpopular champions in, 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 UFC run, in UFC recent run. But the bottom line is Woodley was a loser last night, and he got his butt with big time. A co-feature featuring uh, a guy that looks like he could fight a little bit, but, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, Augusto Sukai had like a six-inch height advantage over a guy by the name of Blagor Ivanov. Obviously, these guys were both from the, I think, the former Soviet Union. But Ivanov, eh, it was a split decision. One judge thought that Ivanov won all three rounds. Wow, I thought that was a little funny. Anyway, it was one of those fights where probably, probably, probably Sakai won, but mm, he could have gave it to the other guy. No, who cares? One of those who cares? His co-feature in the UFC heavyweight card uh, was a co-feature. This heavyweight bout was the UFC a co-feature on this card. And the fight that I thought was pretty cool, a catchweight fight at 150 pounds, Billy Quan Carantillo defeated Spike Carlisle. That was unanimous not across. Take that, yeah, unanimous not across the board. Two rounds, 129 to 28. Pretty good fight. Um, both guys are characters. And I couldn't believe it when, when Carlisle got up and, and walked away from 
Quarantino at the end of one round, just walked away from him, and the bell hadn't rang. So the Quarantino ran up behind him and hooked him from behind. I mean, talk about getting hit blind. Anyway, this guy Spike, quite a character. The future of the UFC. As far as the upcoming fights are concerned, of course, UFC 2, what, 250 now? Wow, who think about that? When I signed that deal with Dana White and UFC, it was UFC 33. It was a long time ago, man. That was a real long time ago. Anyway, bottom line is they're about up to UFC 250, of course. In the main event, the world featherweight champion and world bantamweight champion. Talk about Amanda Nunes, of course, out of uh, Brazil, originally now living in Florida, taking on Felicia Spencer. What can I say? Felicia sort of like, like what Don King says. She has two chances, slim and none, and slim just left town. And that's just the way it is. I mean, Spencer's not a bad fighter, but she's not going to beat Amanda Nunes. And I'm not going to use the word lick Amanda Nunes because Amanda Nunes is gay. So I'm not going to use that term. Anyway, the bottom line is she's not going to beat Amanda Nunes. She's probably not. I mean, not. Nunes just knocked out, of course, the, the best fighter, I thought, in the world of women's uh, mixed martial arts and probably the history of the sport, Chris Cyborg Santos. Why do I say that? Because she was on them Flintstone vitamins and she got popped by the California City Athletic Commission for taking steroids. But I only make one mistake. I only one. Man, tell us. It sounds like you make a whole lot of mistakes. You know, your voice is so deep. But the bottom line is she was she was a great fighter. And then what happened? Amanda Nunes knocks her out in the blink of an eye. Of course, they, they messed with her training camp this week and tra- that week and, and changed her training camp from Las Vegas to uh, Los Angeles in order to let John Jones fight after the, the Nevada City Athletic Commission said he couldn't, not in their state, so they shifted it to the L.A. Forum, and she had to get in a car while she's making weight. I thought that was really a cold and cruel thing, but the bottom line was she did it. She showed up for the fight. She had to get paid. She did her thing, and she got beat. Big time. So Amanda Nunez and Chris Cyborg Santos, everybody wanted to see the second time around. I mean, these two monsters, the monster, you know, monster versus monstrous. Anyway, bottom line is Dana White pulled a fast one. Dana White, really, the pimp of pimps? Oh, he wouldn't pull a fast one. Come on, Pedro, man. Don't, don't talk bad about Dana White. Dana White's like Dana White's like the president's favorite guy. Dana White's a good guy. Dana White's a piece of work. And I don't want to use that real word about Dana White. Anyway, the bottom line is, as I said, Dana White, one of the biggest pimps of all time, 8 to 10% of the UFC dollar. In other words, the UFC takes in a buck. They only spend 8 to, 10, 12, 8 to 12 cents of that dollar on, on their personnel, on paying fighters. Of course, Kyle Kingsbury checked with me this week and told me that the lawsuit against Zufa Sports, of course, Zufa Sports was Frank Lorenzo Fertitta, the, only, the owners of the station casinos in Las Vegas. They own a, a chain of neighborhood casinos, not on the strip, but off the strip. And, of course, Dana Whitehead... <coughs> held 10% of the UFC, and then the country of Dubai, I believe, held 13% of the UFC. So that was sold to a uh, something I think called Avenar for $42.2 billion, which my man Cuddy says is $42 million, $420 million. Oh, I, 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 come on. Come on. I was blown away by that. Anyway, the bottom line is, USC, I thought they got took as far as far as the new buyers, I think they got took. Anyway, Amanda Nunes and Spencer are going to hook it up in this main event. The co-feature, uh, Rafael Asu, Asu, Asunado taking on Cody Garbrandt. Of course, Cody being the former world bantamweight champion. He got knocked out a couple times by uh, a guy that was on steroids. Yeah, you know he was. I didn't even talk about Dillerich. Uh, anyway, just as far as the rest of the car is concerned, a whole lot of no-names. I mean, guys, you know, who cares? I mean, who really cares? So what's, what's, what USC has boiled down to now 
if you look at these cards, is that there's only really one fight. I mean, the Overeem and Harris fight last week, of course, Alistair Overeem, the former Strike Force heavyweight champion, of course, the guy that made his bones, made a whole lot of bones down there in San Jose, California, at the, uh, the, at the arena, the tank, the call, whatever you want, SNC Arena. Anyway, bottom line is, he beat up on Walt Harris, and I thought that it was cold to put Walt Harris in the ring, because, or in the octagon, in the cage, because Walt Harris just lost his daughter. His daughter just died, like, a few weeks before, so they're going to put him on the card, and they put him in the main event, and they use this as part of the, the selling point for the fight. He's fighting for his daughter! He's fighting for his daughter! Well, he got beat up! Bad! Lit up like the White House Christmas tree. I mean, holy cow, if these guys were gay, he'd have been arrested for domestic violence. I mean, that's how bad Alistair Overeem beat up on Walt Harris. I kid you not. I mean, it was like, he was one of those things where, you know, I'm looking at the screen and, and I turn away. I can't, I can't handle the brutality. I can't. Some of that brutal stuff, I, I just turn my face away. I'm like, you know, I, 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 it's, not, it's just not cool. Anyway, Alistair Overeem lit Walt Harris up and beat poor Walt Harris beat up. Beat him up for, uh, into the second round, three minutes in the second round. Finally, he was stopped on punches at TKL. But, man, that fight could have been stopped a whole lot sooner. And, of course, Walt Harris fighting under those kind of pressures. I just, you, you got to feel for Walt Harris. The co-feature, Claudia Gardella, of course, out of Brazil. Good fighter. Defeated Angela Hill. That was a split decision. One judge saw it 29-28. The other judge, two judges saw it 29-28 for Gardella. Bottom line is those are women's fighting at 115 pounds. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, 36-plus years now. You're inside looking the world of combat sports. And yes, I did say that. Size matters in two things. They come from the cities and they come from the smaller towns. They beat up cars with guitars and drummers go with a crack. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors, just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how Simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit. One quick three-minute phone call. That's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published. Pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number. 800-603-0885. 800-603-0885. 800-603-0885. That's 800-603-0885. If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down, 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. 
Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. I want to fight for the title. And I'm next. Like, if they want to make a fight on July, come on, injury free. Just be the former champion. Have no scratch, nothing. I can fight on July. Come on, I want to fight for the title. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Big time! You're tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking to the world of boxing and MMA. Now I go to the... <laughs> the Ring Talk mailbox here. Uh, okay, I'll deal with the first question first. How much of this show is you and how much of this show is performance? I don't know. I've got to think about that. Who is the best fighter ever? That's pretty easy. Roberto Duran, any guy that can move from 122 pounds to 160 pounds and beat the world middleweight champion in Iran Barkley and going to go 15 rounds with Marvin Hagler, I think that's the best fighter pound for pound in all of boxing without a doubt. Who is the best manager of all time? I don't know. I, I, that one I would have to give a, a little bit more thought to. I think I would take a little research. Anyway, what, is a pro, what makes a good promoter? What makes a, a promoter makes an event bigger than it is, and, and that's what Don King and Bob Arum do so well. The other guys can't seem to be able to do that, but somehow they can make a guy like, like a guy that's like worth four cents, make him into a guy that's worth eight cents. And you just, they can, in other words, if the promotion's done right, if it's done right, it makes it bigger than the actual event. I mean, how many events have lived beyond the expectations building up to them? Not too many, but there are a few. I mean, there are a few. Let's be honest. That Deontay Wilder-Tyson Fury fight, that second fight, I mean, that lived up to the expectations. I mean, come on. You got the heavyweight champion of the world getting punked out, getting knocked down by a body shot? Come on. And losing his title? An American at that? The 2008 Olympic bronze medals that people were so raving about here in the United States? Come on, man. The guy was one-dimensional. I can't believe that. And get this. The reason why I bring up Wilder is that people are still mocking uh, Tyson Fury's win here on the on the internet and different of these boxing message groups and this and that on Facebook saying that you know that there was some chicanery involved. Yeah, the chicanery was on the end of Tyson Fury's fist landing on Deontay Wilder's mug. Straight up, Deontay Wilder got beat up really bad that night. He should just give it up. He's never going to beat Tyson Fury. If he dreamed of beating Tyson Fury, he better wake up and apologize. Straight up, this is our number one of two of Ring Talk Live Worldwide on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, the American Force Network. I can go on and on and on and on, SB Nation Sports, but the bottom line is, our number two, I will bring you a different look at Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali in the world of racism and violence. And of course, Talk about the Vietnam War. That more on Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Hour number two after the break. After the news, 
You're tuned to Ring Talk Live on Sports Byline. USA Radio News with John Hunt. A rocket ship built by Elon Musk's SpaceX company thundered away from Earth with two Americans on board, ushering in a new era of commercial space travel and putting the U.S. back in the business of launching astronauts into orbit from U.S. soil for the first time in nearly a decade. After a smooth 19-hour flight, NASA's Doug Hurley and Bob Benkin docked with the space station. And uh, that uh, hard capture is complete, so that's confirmation of those uh, 12 latches to create that airtight seal. Now that's complete, the umbilicals from the station side will, uh, will interface with the Dragon vehicle umbilicals, and that'll provide power and uh, communications through space station directly to Dragon. This is USA Radio News. Do you have an idea for an invention or new product? Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Then call InventHelp now. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential and explains every step of the invention process. We create professional materials representing your idea and submit it to companies who are looking for new ideas. We have more than 9,000 companies who have agreed to review ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in manufacturing your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive patents. We also offer services including 3D modeling and animation demonstrating your idea, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to show InventHelp client ideas to additional companies. Join the thousands of people just like you who chose InventHelp to pursue their idea. We are experienced. We are working for you. We are InventHelp. Call us for free information at 1-800-460-1663. That's 1-800-460-1663. Again, 1-800-460-1663. Almost every mid- to large-sized U.S. city saw violent protests and rioting for a fifth straight night, and USA's Chris Barnes reports. New York City stands as one example as police there made over 100 arrests after trash cans and dumpsters were set on fire and around a dozen police vehicles were burned. This peaceful protester there was commending cops for staying on the job despite the dangers they faced and managing to still show restraint. I, I can't imagine what it's like to be, especially an officer of color, because for me, I, I, I have family that are officers of color and I understand the dilemma. Officials across the U.S. South are scrambling to adjust their hurricane plans to the coronavirus. More than 70 counties were surveyed, and most of them said that they're still solidifying plans for public hurricane shelters. In Georgia, south of Savannah, Emergency Management Director Ty Popple said evacuations during the pandemic would be a nightmare, worrying about social distancing at shelters and on buses. Hurricane season officially starts Monday, though tropical storms Arthur and Bertha arrived early. This is USA Radio News. Are you tired of high cable TV rates? Sign up for Dish today and get a $500 bonus offer while supplies last. Plus, lock in your price for two years guaranteed. Call All-American Dish, your Dish-authorized retailer now. 800-610-5739. 800-610-5739. That's 800-610-5739. Offers require credit qualification, 24-month commitment, early termination fee, and e-auto pay. Restrictions apply. Call for details. 
The U.S. Supreme Court rejected a California church's request to ease restrictions on attendance at worship services in the court's first efforts to balance religious freedom and public health during the pandemic. Chief Justice John Roberts joined the courts for liberals in an unsigned order that denied the church's application for a stay on the statewide restrictions imposed by Governor Gavin Newsom. They currently limit attendance at 25 percent of capacity or a maximum of 100 people. The mayor of Atlanta, one of dozens of U.S. cities hit by massive protests, has a message for demonstrators. She said if you're out protesting, you probably need to get a COVID test this week. As more beaches, churches, mosques, schools, and businesses reopen worldwide, civil unrest in the United States over repeated racial injustice is raising fears of a new coronavirus outbreak in a country that has more infections and deaths than anywhere else in the world. And it's not just in the U.S. London hosted a large anti-racism protest that certainly violated Violated government social distancing rule. Atlanta Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms warned that there is still a pandemic in America that is killing black and brown people at even higher numbers. Health experts fear that silent carriers of the virus could unwittingly infect others at protests where people are packed cheek to cheek without masks, many chanting and singing and shouting. The virus is dispersed by microscopic droplets in the air when people cough, sneeze, sing, or talk. Listen live anytime at usaradio.com. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But The Secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517. 800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517. The following is a special presentation. This is Sports Overnight America. Ladies and gentlemen, live from the West Coast, it's time for Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Your inside look into combat sports. Brought to you by the WBO, the World Boxing Organization. Pedro, let me, let me tell you congratulations on your... Long time in radio, you are your team, and for your ratings, man, I was reading about that. I'm very uh, impressed with you, Pedro. And now, the host of the longest-running fight show in radio and Internet history. I don't want to, to predict this fight, but, you know, I'm going to promise that I, I can give a good fight, you know, to, to make people happy, and uh, I just do my best. Pedro Fernandez. If I can't teach you one way, I'll teach you another, but I'm going to get the job done. Damas y caballeros, bienvenidos, ladies and gentlemen, emanating from the multi-million dollar sports byline studios in San Francisco, California. Check it. The man was correct. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. 35, make that 36 plus years now of being often imitated but hardly duplicated. My name is Pedro Fernandez. Welcome to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Of course, this is hour number two. We come to you for two hours at 11 a.m. Pacific on this 2 p.m. Eastern time at 8 o'clock on Sunday morning, Saturday and Sunday morning, of course, in 
Honolulu, Hawaii. I want to say to my folks, hello to my folks over there in the 50th state because they are some diehard boxing fans and MMA fans as well. Open phone lines around the planet. You can join me if you dare, but if you call up here and act the fool, I will hang up on you. 1-800-878-7529. That's 1-800-878-7529. Of course, there's also the guilt-free, no-commitment text line. You can text us anything you want. Just don't threaten anybody. Please. 415-275-1613. That's 415-275-1613. Of course, boxing coming back of course, in June. Rockin' and rollin'. Shakur Stevenson, June the 9th on ESPN. That's going to be hot, no doubt about it. Of course, boxing coming back in, in the studio format. And I'm, I'm down with that because I think that, you know, if you can do anything to prevent the spread of this virus, let's do it. Me, people got to fight in phone booths. I'm down with that, too. If you want to put, like, a, a whole uh, glass case over the ring and have guys just enter through doors and, and have air uh, ventilation inside, I'm down with that any way you want to do it as long as you entertain the fans and put some boxing on uh, and do it in a safe manner. I'm down with it. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. My life story here. I am still a young man on Sports Byline. Are you still under stay-at-home orders trying to figure out what to do with your free time even after the lockdown is over? Then why not try World of Warships? With World of Warships, you can command a massive naval fleet featuring some of history's most iconic war vessels and unlock new ships as you prepare to dominate the oceans. Each ship is accurate to the original. Each battle will make you feel like you are right there. Each week, there's something new to experience with new missions, game updates, and events to keep you and your friends engaged for hours on end. Play over 300 ships across 10 different nations. It's the perfect game to take your mind off things as we self-isolate to help flatten the coronavirus curve. To play for free, go to worldofwarships.com and use the invite code BOOM. BOOM gets players started with two cruisers, one American and one German, as well as some premium currency. Check it out at worldofwarships.com. Use the invite code BOOM. World of Warships, the thinking man's action game at worldofwarships.com. Invite code BOOM. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy esports app for player props, and they are currently offering contests for CSGO, Dota, and League of Legends matches. Choose five over-under props for a player's stats to build your lineup. The riskier your choices, the more your selection is worth. They've already awarded over $1.2 million, so rack up the most points for your chance to share the prize pool. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store or by visiting their website, thrivefantasy.com. Use a promo code AI at sign up today for an instant free $10 credit. That's Thrive Fantasy with the promo code AI. Come prop up now. We are the Debt Destroyer Network. Any debt you have, credit card, tax, student loan debt, call now for free information that helps you destroy your debt. It's great advice. Plus, when you make this free call now, we have debt destroyer experts ready to help. They can show you how to destroy your debt and get your life back on track. Debt problems don't have to be overwhelming. You can live stress-free and debt-free. Credit cards, medical bills, IRS tax problems, even student loan debt. Learn about free programs offered by the credit card companies, hospitals, and even the government that can help slash your debt. Call the Debt Destroyer now for free information. Call now. 877-360-0402-877-360-0402-877-360-0402. That's 877-360-0402. 
Want to stay in touch with your favorite Sports Byline USA network hosts? Like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at Sports Byline USA. You can also see the latest news in the world of sports, learn about upcoming contests and giveaways, plus catch up on guest info so you never miss a moment with the biggest names in every sport. Football, basketball, baseball, MMA, and more. No matter where you are in the U.S. or around the world, you can stay connected to the host and fans who love what you love. So check us out on Facebook and Twitter at Sports Byline USA. I think boxing is dangerous. Uh, any man been hit in the head, the brain's a delicate thing. I think it, sh- it should be well protected. If a fellow's not qualified, he shouldn't be allowed to fight. But football is proven to have more deaths. Baseball, ice hockey, horse racing is a uh, car racing is much more dangerous. But I would uh, advise nobody to box if they get hit too much and it's too dangerous. Now more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Let my boys harmonize just for a second here, please. Tower of Power, baby, 2008, the Great American Soul Book. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking the world of boxing, MMA. Of course, Mike Tyson, former heavyweight champion of the world, boxing heavyweight champion of the world, of course, had that historic run. I mean, became one of the youngest heavyweight champions ever, ever in 1987, knocking out Trevor Burbick in the second round while I stood in line at the, at the Las Vegas Hilton. One of, it was a disastrous day, I kid you not. So I show up for this Tyson fight. And I'm haggling over the price of a ticket with this guy, this and that. So the tickets get away on me. Okay, these tickets get away on me. So I'm, I'm the tough guy. I'm not going to have a problem here. I'm going to get a ticket. So I go to the arena, and there are no tickets. I mean, there are no scalpers having tickets the whole nine yards. So I, guy, I buy a ticket, and I stand in line. I think I'm with Lenny Albert. We buy tickets, we stand in line, and the fight occurs as we're standing in line. So as we're standing in line with these tickets we just paid for, people are running out of the arena after the second round knockout. Of course, that was November of 1987. That was Mike Tyson's, of course, shot towards greatness. I mean, no doubt about it. Knocking out Trevor Burbick wasn't a guy that you went out there and knocked out in two rounds. I mean, he was, he was a formidable foe, no doubt about it. But then again, when Muhammad Ali and Larry Merchant encountered each other in the hallways that day, and they're in the Las Vegas hotel at the, I think it was the, the Hilton, he says to him, you know, well, how, 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 what did you think? And Ali says, well, you know, it depends on how long he's going to last. I mean, what's his longevity like? And, of course, Mike Tyson only lasts like less than two years. I kid you not. In 1989, it was all over. I mean, knocking out Carl the Truth Williams in front of me, of course, 93 seconds. Holy cow. Took him two seconds longer to make a believer. I take that back. To make a liar out of Carl the Truth Williams than he did to make a believer out of Michael Spinks. Of course, he had knocked out Michael Spinks in that same ring in 1987 in like 91 seconds. So Mike Tyson was at his zenith in late 1989. Of course, then he had some issues. You know, a guy named Buster Douglas beat on him like a pair of bongo drums. But, you know, Mike fought hard. There was no doubt about it. I mean, Tyson was in that fight all the way to the end. He knocked Buster down. And they said it was a controversial. Not well, nothing controversial about it. Not, the only thing controversial was that, that Mike, I mean, the only surprising thing was that Mike Tyson was able to get up. He was able to gather himself and get up. I mean, Mike is a... People say to me, you know, he, he, he's a little bit of a punk. I, why is he a bit of a punk? Well, you told us about the time that, that Michael Nunn, you know, walked him down basically in, in, at the Olympic Training Center in 1984 in Colorado Springs. And, yeah, I did tell you that story, and, and I did suspect to an extent that Mike Tyson wasn't as brave and as much bravado as he was, okay? Because, oh, you want to know the, the Nunn story, okay? Here's what's up. They're in a swimming pool. It's a swimming pool. I, it was a hot tub, but it's like a swimming pool. It's been converted, converted into a hot tub. It looks like 
like a big teardrop, and that's what it looked like to me, a big teardrop there at Colorado Springs in the training center. That was our jacuzzi. That's where we sat in the hot tub. And, like, there was about, I guess, about 15, maybe 20 of us in there, and there were some big names in that. And, I mean, there was some big boxing names. Mark Freeland was there. Henry Tillman was there. Tyson was there. Um, Michael Nunn was there. Of course, Michael Nunn got out of jail last year. Of course, the former world middleweight champion, a cocaine trafficker. He bought a kilo of cocaine off a cop and spent 15 years in jail for it. Anyway, so Michael Nunn and Mike Tyson are capping back and forth. Like, you know, you know, I, I, you, ain't, you ain't spit with an H. That kind of stuff, back and forth. You know, childish stuff. Until Mike Tyson stepped across the line and said to Michael Nunn, I knew your mama when she was hoeing. Whoa! Michael Nunn gets up walks across the swimming pool type of uh, uh, jacuzzi and says, MF, get your butt up. And didn't put it to that. Those aren't the exact, that isn't verbatim, but you can, you can draw, draw what I'm trying to say here, okay? So Michael Nunn, six foot one, 160 pounds, dripping wet. He was dripping wet at that point in time. We were there in our trunks, okay? Standing over, Mike Tyson telling him, MF, get up, get up. Tyson wouldn't get up. He, Tyson wouldn't move. Tyson's eyes didn't go to Michael Nunn's eyes. In other words, Tyson wasn't even really looking at Michael Nunn. So I said to myself, I'm breaking this down. You know, I'm a, I'm a policeman at this point in time in San Francisco. Of course, I went to the Olympic trials, the Western Olympic trials, and ended up finishing 13 in the country that year. But, you know, I mean, I was just there like, whoa, these guys, I'm, I'm with these guys. So I'm sitting there, and I'm just in awe of everything. But watching Mike Tyson get get put in a spot that day. Because, you know, you don't bring guys' mothers into it. You don't, you don't, you don't bring guys' mamas and daddies into it. You never do. When you do that, you're, you, it's uncharted water. And, unchar- you know, things happen. I mean, somebody caps on your mama or your dad, you know, you're probably going to get up there and be a little um, infuriated, especially if you come from the hood. Anyway, bottom line was Michael Nunn, was Michael Nunn and uh, Mike Tyson almost went toe-to-toe there if Mike had stood up. He didn't stand up. He sat there, and Michael Nunn went back across the tub, sat down, grumbled something, and then the conversation swift shifted to something else. So, I mean, it was over in, we'll say, less than, less than a minute, but it was like a dramatic minute as far as, I think, the life of Mike Tyson. And, and me watching this, I mean, I was just like a blah, 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 just blown away by it. Anyway, so Tyson appears this past Wednesday on TNT, T, TNT TV. Of course, that's, you know, the, the Turner Network Broadcasting, whatever they call it these days. Um, and he's on this All Elite Wrestling show. And All Elite Wrestling has been beating NXT, which is the WWE product, uh, every Wednesday night. I think for 25 of the 31 Wednesday nights, they went toe-to-toe. But <clears throat> the fact is, they're beating, them, they're beating uh, uh, the WWE like with a million and six hundred thousand viewers, okay? And back in the days of the WCW, WWF, or WWE Wars, call them what you want, back about the turn of the century, there were 8 to 10 million people a week watching these shows. 8 to 10 million people a week watching wrestling. And now you've got less than a million, five, watching these shows. And each week, the Raw ratings for, for, for Monday Night Raw and the Friday Night and that SmackDown show, okay, those two shows, the ratings are at record lows week after week after week after week. It, you can't drop the bottom out of this no more. And at the same time, <clears throat> Vince McMahon, the guru, of course, had turned wrestling territories into his own company when he went and basically raided all the comp- all the territories, took all their talent, and went national. Of course, that was the end of professional wrestling. It was the beginning of sports entertainment. But Vince McMahon, being the piece of work that it is, he sold $300 million in stock. In the past couple of weeks, his daughter sold $100 million worth of stock. That's what kind of money these people got. Okay, and get this. The, the son-in-law, or you guys know as Triple H, the wrestler on TV, his name is Paul Levesque, and that's Stephanie's husband. Um, he just sold a couple hundred million dollars worth of stock. I mean, the ship is sinking. 
Professional wrestling is, has lost its fan base. It, it just isn't there anymore. I mean, when you go from 10 to 1, something's wrong. What are you doing wrong? And if you're the only guy running the only game in town, and McMahon was running the only game in town for a long, long time, and it's failing this bad, you've got to accept the blame. You've got to look in the mirror and say, you know what? I'm mucking up here. I'm, I, I'm the reason why this, this product is failing so miserably. I mean, McMahon writes all the scripts. You know those things that guys say on TV? They don't get to write their own. They don't get to, they don't get to say it themselves anymore. I mean, in my era, guys like Pat Patterson or Ray Stevens or Rocky Johnson or Bruno San Martino, I mean, they did their own promos. I mean, they, hey, guess what? You're going to fight Scott Cuddy tonight. You know, Scott Cuddy's a bum. I've beaten him 15 times. You know, there's no, 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 no doubt about it. I'll beat him number 60. In other words, so they wrote their own promos and they talked their own promos. I mean, when you hear Rowdy Roddy Piper, maybe we will play one of those promos a little bit later. But when you hear Rowdy Roddy Piper doing his promos, I mean, he, this is not scripted. This is him doing it. And then when McMahon took over, he decided he was going to write scripts for everybody. Okay, and so and it's not it's not it's not Roman Reigns talking. It's not Samoa Joe talking. And if it were, if I were part of the WWE, it wouldn't be Pedro Fernandez talking. It would be me reading Vince McMahon's script. Okay, and when you have one person with that much control, spit happens. And when I say spit, I mean with an H. You know that. Bottom line is, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, professional wrestling is dead. It's it's done. It's not coming back. I thought all elite wrestling might have had a chance there. No. So you know what they're trying to push now? Speaking of Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson versus Chris Jericho. Now, if there's a guy you should come back against, it should be Chris Jericho. You know why? The fight will be scripted, and Chris Jericho is 53 years old. Shows you how bad the AEW wrestling team is when their main star is 53 years old. I kid you not. You are tuning to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. From Ali after the break. Imagine this is your money and someone wants to take it from you. Who is it? The IRS. They want your money. And guess what? They can legally take it. All of it if they want. Remember, they sent you that letter that said, hey, you owe us a bunch of cash and we're going to take it from you. So what do you do? Fight back by letting our team of experts at the tax helpline work it out with the IRS so you can keep your money. And we're good at what we do. When you hire us, you get a team of guys on your side that know the IRS laws and will fight to save your money. So if you owe the IRS a ton of cash and you want to keep it, call right now and learn for free how we can help you put it back in your pocket. 800-932-1749. 800-932-1749. That's 800-932-1749. Matthew. Oh, sorry. It's okay. I just need you to listen to me. I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me. I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes rules, but 
I get why we have them. I hear you, and I know it's because you care. All the talks we've had over the years, including what you've told me about not using alcohol and other drugs, they stick with me. And believe it or not, they really do make a difference, especially at times that matter most. Hey, want a drink? No thanks, I'm good. So thank you, Dad, for talking and preparing me for what's ahead. Thanks, Mom, for never giving up and always being my biggest fan. Thank you for letting me know what you expect so I can try to meet your expectations. Thank you for talking. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I, I never wanted to start using. I, I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I, I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Joe's gonna come out smoking, and I ain't gonna be joking. I'll be pecking and a-poking, pouring water on his smoking. Then this might shock and amaze you, but I will destroy Joe Frazier. Let East Bay Soul play just for a second, please. This is a band formed by Tower of Power co-founder. I'm talking about Greg Adams, of course. Westmore High School's class of 1968 turned down the Joliet School of Music to join Tower of Power at the age of 17. Of course, didn't have a, didn't even have a license yet. Except people had to drive them to gigs. I kid you not. And of course, Greg Adams now the leader of East Bay Soul. Check them out, eastbaysoul.com. They've got two albums out, I believe. Straight up, we're talking boxing MMA here on Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Now I'm going to take you back in time to 1970, May 25th, 1970. Of course, Dick Cavett is a TV host, and the guest is the great Muhammad Ali. Muhammad, what do you do these days now? It seems the... I sometimes wonder what you're doing. You know, it's really strange. I'm actually more busy now than I was uh, boxing because at the time I was boxing, I had to go in training for like three months before a fight. Yeah. And like immediately after a fight, I was signing for another one, and I was like on the streets for like three weeks, and then I was back in training. And I fought as much as three and four times a year. And training three months each fight, I was mostly in camp. But I'm more busy now than I was, more active in the ring. Uh, for an example, I was in Pittsburgh uh, yesterday and toured about three black high schools in one day, encouraging the youth. A lot of gang wars are going on. They're shooting each other and sniping at each other on the streets. And the principals uh, mentioned that with the things that I have done and sacrifices I have made, I'm about one of the few people that they might listen to. So... I went, and they did listen, and a couple of the gangs got together, and we had a little secret meeting, and they shook each other's hand and said they're going to try to stop fighting and shooting. A lot of them are taking dope, and a lot of the girls are going into prostitution, and we went to the schools. We talked with the various groups, and we had a good time. And uh, yeah. I'm on a college, too, also, and my agent, uh, Richard Fulton here in New York, 
says that look like we're going to be booked for another two years in the colleges. And I'm also franchising about 500 restaurants called Champ Burgers. We have five of them in the Miami area. Champ Burgers? Champ Burgers, right. And we're negotiating on about 10 more buildings in Georgia, and we're coming up here and all over the country. And also, Random House will be coming out soon with my life autobiography, about four more months. So I'll stay pretty busy. Mm. That's pretty good. Is there any, any, how do you stand now with uh, the possibility of going to jail? Oh, I don't know. I'm just waiting any day now. Do you think about <laughs> Do you think about that, though? Do you ever think what you'll do if you Well, you yes, go? you think about it at nights when you're in the bed. You think about, you know, if I went this way, what could have happened if I went this way? And I've figured it all out. Uh, yeah. No people gain freedom until some have to die, some lose their wealth, some give up money. And like uh, I would say, the white race, when uh, your people first got here, they didn't have these cameras and televisions and jet airplanes and air conditions and Howard Johnson's and Holiday Inns and Americana and Hilton hotels. They had to fight the Indians, watch their daughters raped and scabbed. Uh, uh, took six months to go from here to Los Angeles. Now you can do it in three and a half hours. But nevertheless, they kept fighting and cutting down the trees. And they didn't see this, but they made a way for the present whites to rule. And the Japanese in World War II, they had these flights called suicide missions. They knew they would die, but they ran that plane, right? His life meant nothing when it came to the freedom of his daughter, his son, the future of his nation. And I would say, like, uh, the astronauts, three white astronauts almost got stranded in space, and their wives were waiting, and the Wait children were worried because they might, they, they could have uh, been out there now, still in orbit. Yeah. But for the progress of uh, white American space, eight astronauts died on the ground, and uh, three almost not got back. But whenever people want to really make progress, some have to sacrifice a lot. And I like to say um, um, uh, white America right now is spending $30 million a day in Asia. Black and white boys are dying unjustly for nothing just to free somebody else. So why should I worry about going to little old jail to free my poor people who's been catching hell here for 400 years? And it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard to put a Are you black, asking me for of, an answer to that? It's kind of hard to put a black man uh, or any black person in this country in jail because if you ask the average one, we're already in jail. You know, we've been here in jail 400 years. How does uh, the subject change so many times I've in that long sentence that I really – I'm going to talk for a second now um, – that I really don't know how that connects with uh, Howard Johnson's and everything, but uh, – uh, it's a terrific, uh, long uh, harangue there that you did. Uh, do you feel bitter toward the entire white race? Do you think there's something about whiteness that is uh, evil? No, sir. No, sir. Uh, whatever white people do as far as evil or as far as uh, mistreatment, it's just the nature of the uh, white race to be this way if we check history. Do you think it there's might be human been, nature? Yes, just human nature to kill. If white ah, people, nature, I watch television, if there's not a movie of white people shooting white people in shootouts and cowboy pictures, they're shooting Indians. If they're not shooting Indians, they're shooting Negroes. If they're not doing that, they're shooting reindeers or elephants or killing something. Just got to shoot. The system is built on war. Now, let and me ask you this. <laughs> Do you think if it had happened the other way around for some reason in, in uh, what's the word, evolution, if the genes and the pigments had happened to work some other way, and if the nation of Africa, if the continent of Africa had developed the kind of civilization that ours has, um, and uh, 
they, is it possible if, that if what I'm trying to say is, is there something intrinsically? Uh, I know this is this is part of the uh, of the Muslim point. I assume the black Muslim point. Uh, that there is something intrinsically aggressive about white nature that there I'm isn't about, about black. no religious point. What I'm telling you is in history books, in your own books about this. I have a book called A Hundred oh, Years sure, of Lynching. Oh, sure, I know. All, all there is. So I'm not bringing up religion or nothing. This is just a fact that the world knows, you know. But I would say that uh, the, just the nature, from what I see of darker people, is peace. I say, like, the Japanese uh, seemed to be a peaceful people until somebody else came over. Uh, dictating and trying to rule them. The Hawaiians, uh, they'd be uh, on the beach doing their little dance. The Indian was building his uh, uh, TP or whatever you call it. The African was somewhere doing his little dance. These people have never tried to go to other planets or slay and slave other people or take over countries. This Actually, is that isn't true. I, I don't want to get in an argument with you, but uh, Tahiti, for example, is always used as an example of the paradise that the white men came and destroyed. But if you look into the history of uh, when... Uh, uh, I'm, I'm an expert because I just read a book about it, Kevin Cook. But um, that supposedly peaceful paradise where people did nothing but pluck breadfruit off the trees and make love and um, had no disease until the white men got there actually uh, had a number of unpleasant aspects to it, like the fact that they strangled infants at birth uh, to keep the population down, that there were live human sacrifices. So I really... I know that there have been outrageous injustices against the black people in this country, but it doesn't really get us very far to talk about something as if the white man were some sort of uh, intrinsic devil. Uh, that no That's other the truth. Is. You are right. What you said was the truth. The thing that you all have done to us is worse than the devil you told us about underground. How would you like it if I were to lead into a commercial now? Um, whatever you want to say, but when you say After devil, this message right. from our local stations, will return. You cannot hit the nail any harder with a hammer than he just did. I mean, we're talking, this is 1970. This is 50 years ago. 50 years ago. 5-0, not 15. Rodney King was 1993. I mean, good Lord, man. Ali's telling you this, that something's wrong, and this is 1970. Nobody's listening. Harold Melvin, the Blue Nose, Teddy Pendergrass said, wake up everybody in 1975. Nobody woke up. That's why we're in the situation we're in right now. Bottom line is, let's go back to the subject can, of course, combat sports. Oh, how about this one? Muhammad Ali was pushing those champ burgers, right? They didn't work out too well. Actually, there was a chain of them, but they didn't work out too well. The only champ burger I can find, champ burger joint I can find still in the United States is in, uh, is in Houston <coughs> on Swanson Street. But uh, that wasn't part of Ali's champ burgers. Ali's champ burgers started in 1968. This place started in 1963. But much like the champ burger is not making a big time Joe Lewis soda. You're not going to believe this, but Joe Lewis had a soda pop out. It was called Joe Lewis Punch. I kid you, it was big. I mean, Joe was pushing on it. I mean, they were pushing every Joe Lewis soda, Joe Lewis soda, Joe Lewis soda, Joe Lewis soda. Everywhere you looked, it was like Joe Lewis soda advertisements. So they get Joe Lewis on national television. He's had a big fight. It's like, they got Joe there. Joe's ringside. Joe's retired. So they go, hey, Joe, what's happening? He goes, yeah, I'm here to win the fight, blah, blah, blah. He goes, yeah, Joe, we hear you got, your, we hear you got your, your new soda out, your new soda line out. He goes, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I like it. I like it. But, but Joe, so Joe, tell us, tell us what your favorite soda is. He goes, Coca-Cola. I kid you not. I, that's that's that, Joe Lewis, Coca-Cola. Of course, he's trying to push his own product, and he ends up pushing Coca-Cola instead. Joe Lewis is a good guy. I mean, the residual effects of professional boxing, the IRS, the 
you know, the fact that he, he drank a bit at times, you know, all these, all these things sort of add up. When I last saw him, it was October 2nd, 1980. He was sitting in a wheelchair at Caesars Palace in Las Vegas, Nevada. He was unapproachable at that point in time. I mean, just didn't look like he could answer any questions. So I'm not going to, I mean, I sort of knew that. There were certain people that you just didn't walk up to and, and ask questions to because I was like very aggressive as a journalist. But as far as, and as a fan as well, but more as a journalist. Um, and, and I was ultra aggressive, but there were certain people you just respected their privacy. Like I told you that time I, I had Joe DiMaggio all alone at the San Mateo County racetrack. I think he's called it Bay Meadows. He's all alone. Just me and him. Just me and Joe, right? I mean, there's a chance to have the interview of a lifetime. And what happened? Didn't say anything. I, I, I respected his privacy. So at times, I do respect other people's privacy, even though I had that journalist want to know, I got to know, I must know type of attitude. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking to world of boxing and MMA. After the break, more of Ring Talk Live on Sports Byline. CoverageGear.com is the top destination to find the hats and gear you need to represent your favorite pro teams and players. Head to CoverageGear.com with the promo code radio and grab a cap with the iconic jersey number of the all-time greats and current stars from the NBA, NFL, MLB, and more. These classic hats come in the font and style of the superstars team. So with the number 30 from Golden State, number 2 from the Yankees, number 23 from the Bulls, or a number 12 from the Packers, CoverageGear.com will help you honor the legends of yesterday and today. And with Father's Day coming up, timing couldn't be better to check out our collection of dad hats, trucker caps, beanies, stickers, and more. Use promo code RADIO and get 20% off. That's promo code RADIO at CoverageGear.com. CoverageGear.com. We've got you covered. I'm going to tell you how you can get real health care for as little as $6 a day. Yes, now you can get affordable health care for you and your family immediately and save as much as 50% off your current monthly health care payments. Our plans are perfect for people that are self-employed, can't afford health benefits where they work, or just want to pay less for their current health care. And coverage is guaranteed regardless of your medical condition. We even offer some of the new Christian faith-based health benefits. Save up to 50% on your family's health care. Make a free quick call now. There are no contracts and we give you a 10-day money-back trial period. Call Provision Enrollment right now for your risk-free guaranteed health insurance quote starting at $6 a day. 800-472-5145. 800-472-5145. That's 800-472-5145. Do you owe $10,000 or more on at least two federal student loans? Then you may qualify for new programs offered by the Department of Education. 
These programs can reduce your interest, lower your payments, and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness. If you have $10,000 or more and at least two federal student loans and currently not in school, you may qualify for one of these programs. Call now to check your eligibility. Student loan advisors are standing by to help you determine if you qualify for these new programs. They can help you reduce your interest, lower your payment, and even forgive a portion of your student loan debt. Take control of your financial future. Make this free five-minute free call now to Nationwide Student Loans and learn how you can reduce your student loan debt. 800-439-7851-800-439-7851-800-439-7851-800-439-7851. I saw one. The only thing she was missing was antlers. She would have been in season jack, man. I saw her coming up to me asking me for a date. I said, man, I'm hot rod. Are you kidding me? He said, yeah, but aren't you the one that's going to fight Mr. Wonderful? I said, yeah, I'm going to fight Mr. Wonderful. He says, don't you know what he's thinking? Of course. Yeah, yeah, I know what he's thinking. Absolutely nothing, man. When he's in a room alone, he is all alone. You see, you forget. I rode with him. I know what an idiot this guy is. I know his moves. Oh, yes, he's tough. I know he's tough. You think I ain't, man? I've been around. You know that. I've been there before. He's tough enough to go and bench press 500 pounds. Who really cares, man, huh? Your idea here of a wrestling match here, you got 12 wrestlers around the ring. You got dancing midgets and leathers. You got your own. You got everything that you've ever wanted in a match. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. The great Roderick Coombs, may he rest in peace, Roddy, Roddy Piper, met him at the Cow Palace, I was a cop, an SF cop, and I was working community relations, and I, I took a couple of kids that won a, a graffiti contest from Bryant Elementary School, and I took them to, to the Cow Palace, and I said, hey, Roddy, uh, Roddy, Roddy Piper, can you take a picture with these guys, and he said, sure, so, so, he, so the kids take a picture take pictures with Roddy Roddy Piper and the Road Warriors. I mean, Road Warriors are like the biggest names in all of wrestling at that point in time. So it was a great night, and I want to thank the World Wrestling Federation at that point in time for treating us like gold that night, no doubt about that. Hey, Ricky Burns, of course, the champion from Glasgow, Scotland, former WBO champion. Talk about not wanting to wrap it up just quite yet. If ever there was a guy I thought I could lick as a pro, he was one of those guys like Juan Koji. I thought at 135, I didn't think he, I didn't think Ricky Burns, 43-8, and eight, one draw, 16 KOs. He wants to continue his career. I say, man, time to give it up. The Nevada State Athletic Commission, so of course, I talked about this a little earlier, have approved cars through June 9th and June 11th as far as uh, boxing is concerned in Las Vegas. There will be some strict, strict boxing measures as far as safety and the coronavirus. Here. And, of course, there was supposed to be boxing this weekend in the Dominican Republic, and the Dominican Republic said, you know, maybe, 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 maybe not because they were all gung-ho to go. I mean, they were ready to go. They, the fighters had weighed in. They had been checked. They had, uh, I mean, they went through. I went through. I mean, they went through everything but stepping through the ring. And at the last minute, at some point in time, they decided, you know what, we're not going to go with this. Talk about the Dominican uh, government, so we're not going to allow this happen. It was supposed to be like a socially distanced crowd, the whole nine yards, but it ain't happening. And I guess I don't know. I'm sort of blown away by this. I'm, I'm down with this, this, this not having people in the arena type of stuff. I mean, the reason why because I think that we should err on the side of safety. In other words, you know, it was sort of like. In the days of AIDS, you really, you know, you didn't know who had it and who didn't. So if you didn't have sex, guess what? You weren't going to catch it. Simple thing, no doubt about that. So I guess we, a lot of us were celibate for a long time there. Bottom line is I thought I could have beat Ricky Burns. Mike Tyson fighting with big gloves and headgear on, doing some type of exhibition. It still doesn't 
big gloves don't do do anything. I mean, big gloves don't don't big gloves just to sort of make the blow a little rounder, it sort of sort of spreads the blow out or anything like that. But straight up, you know, I'm never I'm not a fan of big gloves. I'm not a fan of headgear as far as professional fighters are concerned. But Mike Tyson. Mike's gonna, Mike's gonna make some money here somehow. Mike's gonna calm people. Well, guess what? But you know, people say he's in the greatest shape of all time. <clears throat> he, he's looked. He's built like a fifty-three-year-old guy that's in shape. That's all. I mean, he ain't got that that Flintstone vitamins look. That steroid look that he had back in the past. I mean, this is no doubt about it. He's he's in great shape for his time. But he belongs in in the ring with guys like. Chris Jericho, not real guys. He just doesn't, okay? And there's no doubt about it. As I said, a man who never read, they remember him? Pound for pound? You shouldn't remember him because I keep talking about being pound for pound the best fighter out of Mexico. That's right, even better than, of course, Saul Alvarez, of course, a world middleweight champion, 53 and 1 with a couple of draws. Um, of course, that one draw was Gennady Golovkin and the, what was the other draw? I can't remember what was it was. Anyway, it was early in his career. Anyway, back to the WBC Bantamweight, WBO Bantamweight champion, talking about Super Bantamweight champion. God, I'm getting it bad here. Amanda Navarrete. They're going to have him in a non-title affair against a guy that's 13 and 13. Come on, top rank. The guy's 31 and 1 with 27 KOs. You're going to put him in a in a fight at a non-title fight at 126 or 130 pounds with with a guy with a losing record? Come on, that's not the way you do things. Bob, Massa Bob, down there on the bottom, on the top rank plantation. I thought more of you than that. But then again, you've uh, failed me on a couple of times. Um, but I beat you up in court, didn't I? Uh, go back to the actual pound-for-pound pound ratings right now because people say to me, how many of today's fighters could be like considered great as far as like all-time greats? We think about all-time greats. We think about <clears throat> myself. No, um, we think about uh, Roberto Duran, Marvin Hagler, Joe Lewis, Muhammad Ali, uh, Rocky Marciano. Well, you got to throw Marciano in there. I mean, he retired 49 and 0, even though the average age of his heavyweight title opponent was for 34.8 years. In other words, almost 35 years old. Those were the guys that he fought and defended the heavyweight championship against. Of course, I thought he bowed out early because he could see Sonny Liston coming. Sonny Liston was on the horizon. Floyd Patterson was on the horizon. And I think that that Rocky had a bad back. His back had some injuries. He had some lower back injuries, and he just couldn't be 100% at that point in time or 110%. And this was a guy that 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 relied all about brute strength, power, and conditioning. I mean, he took some butt whippings and just kept on licking like, you know, a, a Timex watch. Anyway, back to fighters right now that could be considered great, like like some of the guys I just mentioned, Ali and Hagler and Duran and, and Lewis and Ray Robinson and Bob Foster. and I mean, you know, and, and, and Wilfredo Gomez. Yeah, Wilfredo Gomez when he was 122-pounder. Salvador Sanchez. Guys, like, I mean... Go back in time. I don't want to go way back. Benny Leonard. I don't go back that far. Anyway, that was 60, 70, 80 years ago. Of course, that was Ray Arcel's first champion, I believe. Ray Arcel, of course, the veteran trainer who at 91 years old was still training fighters. Died at the age of 94. But he trained Roberto Duran for that first and second fight. Of course, the second fight, Duran wasn't ready for him. Talk about the second fight with Ray Leonard, which eventually ended up with the no-moss situation. Now, back to the question at hand. <clears throat> the $64,000 question. I've asked it three times now, and I have failed to answer it. Are there any fighters today that could be considered great, like Hagler and Leonard, etc., at all? Um, I don't know. Let's go through the records a little bit. So Alvarez scored 53-1, and one, a couple of draws. The world middleweight champion, the king of pay-per-view, $35 million a fight. Tyson Fury, the world heavyweight champion, linear and WBC version. 
a linear meaningly boxing historians will always would consider him the heavyweight champion and now he's got the wbc title which to some people means the world of bunko and chicanery to others it means the world boxing council anyway he has that belt he is 31 years old. I'm talking about Tyson Fury. Pound for pound, Earl Spence. They got him up. I can't believe they keep rolling Earl Spence out here as a pound for pound fighter right now. He's 26 and 0. Yeah, he's 30 years old. Yeah, he's still in the prime of his life. But he got thrown out of a car at 95 miles per hour. Okay? And I saw the, the effects when they put him on TV when it was all that, that one eye was all messed up. And I'm not talking about black eyes underneath the eyes. I'm talking about injuries inside the eyes caused by neurological injuries. And that's just, I mean, you don't have to be a neurologist to look at, at that, that, those pictures of, of Earl Spence and realize, hey, man, there's been some damage done. So what I'm trying to tell anybody right now, and I tried to talk to my partner, Hector Martinez, he can make 147. I can't make 147. He's 149 right now. But if I could make 147, I'd be lined up to fight Earl Spence. I would fight Earl Spence for free. If, my, if I had a manager right now, I'd be on the phone. Manny Pacquiao, I'd, I'd fight, fight him for short money. I would fight Spence for short money because I think short uh, Spence is ripe for the taking. You don't get thrown out of a car. You watch the film. Look at it on YouTube. You don't get thrown out of a car at 95 miles per hour and get up and walk away. You just don't do it. Okay? And forget the physical damage. What about the mental scars, the emotional scars? Now, he ain't going to be the same. I mean, I would love to step on his foot and clock him a couple times in the arm, the chest, and then maybe about the back of the head. You know what I mean? That's just, just a wake-up call. That's how you wake this guy up. <clears throat> You wake them up, man. You came within a whisper, within a shadow of dying. Guess what? This is not where you belong. I don't think you should ever box again. But then again, they're going to push him in the ring no matter what. Now, as far as the other fighters, pound for pound, um, Earl Spence, I'm not a fan of Earl Spence. Johnny Golovkin, I don't consider him eh, maybe the second or third best middleweight, but he's so old. Now, what is he, 38? He's 38 years old. Deontay Wilder, no, no, not a pound for pound guy. Terrence Crawford, they call him Bud. I never understood why they called him Bud until he smelled some weed on me one time. Then I figured out why they called him Bud. Anyway, 36-0, we were in Puerto Rico. 36-0, he's a southpaw coming to us from the boxing hotbed that is Omaha, Nebraska. Or as that stewardess from Sun World Airline tried to give me a ticket to one time. She goes, well, if you will get off the plane right now, we'll give you a free round-trip ticket to Omaha. I'm going, where? She goes, Omaha. I said, where is that? Is that another country? She goes, Omaha. It's in Nebraska. I said, oh, you mean Omaha? Yeah, she mean Omaha. But that was good old Sun World Airlines on the ground in Oakland, California, looking to go to Las Vegas. The rest of the uh, so-called pound-for-pound greats right now, Manny Pacquiao, without a doubt. Without a doubt. And you guys, you know, as if I, I've, I've sort of gangster slapped him at times over the years, 62 and 7 now, a couple of draws. Of course, 41 years old, man. Remember I met him and had him on the show like in 2001 here in in San Francisco, his English was really, really bad. He was gonna. He ended up fighting uh, Agapito Sanchez, and that wasn't a good night for him. Agapito Sanchez almost beat him to death. I mean, Agapito was one of those guys that would hit you with his arm and his leg and hit you in the lower extremities. I mean, he was just an awfully mean, foul-ridden fighter. He was the dirtiest fighter in the game. Guy ended up being shot to death outside the ring. Anyway, of course, that was that was a. Uh, uh, Manny Pacquiao's introduction to San Francisco, of course, we had a big Filipino fan base here from uh, Coma, California, and Daly City, call that Manila, too. So that combined with the fact that Floyd Mayweather was in the main event, of course, Mayweather in the pound-for-pound 
star of boxing, per se, in a lot of people's mind, not in my mind, but anyway, of course, that's, that's what was happening. Manny Pacquiao was the beginning of the, of, the, of, the, of the run, man. I mean, he just sort of, he just blitzed through everybody. Marco and Tony Barrera, I keep going and going and going. He blasts his way all the way to 147. Of course, now the 147-pound champion, got to give him props. He deserves to be there. He fought the guys that he needed to fight to get there and gain my respect unlike Floyd Mayweather. In fact, if both those guys were to retire right now, and I think a couple of these guys said this online, I think Sean Porter said it, a couple of other guys said it, but if I had to be somebody right now, and I had to retire, and I had a choice of being, excuse me, either Floyd Mayweather or Manny Pacquiao retiring and had a choice of their legacies, I would choose Manny Pacquiao over Floyd Mayweather a thousand times over. You would never see me going into the Floyd Mayweather camp on that one. Why? I don't care. The money does. I mean, yeah, he's got ten, tons more money than, than Manny Pacquiao. But it ain't the money. I mean, Pacquiao has beaten everybody. Pacquiao hasn't, hasn't, hasn't really, how can I put this? He hasn't been uh, the reluctant warriors, I think, that the reluctant one that at times uh, Floyd Mayweather has been. At the end of the day, I think Pacquiao's a greater fighter. Anyway, looking at the, uh, Pacquiao's a greater fighter, I think no, no doubt about it, he could roll in that era that we had just had. Anthony Joshua, I don't think so. I think Anthony Joshua, of course, I had a big buildup of him being the 2012 Olympic gold medalist out of the UK. I had a big buildup of him, but at the age of 30, at 23 and 1, I think he's done. Stick a fork him, because I think if you hit that chin, good night, Irene. Vasil Lomachenko. <clears throat> Pound for pound, the world lightweight champion. 14 and 1, of course, that one loss to Orlando Salido where he got mugged in an overweight match. The real question mark uh, regarding Lomachenko is his age. He's 32 years old, two time world amateur champion. I think he had like two, 300 amateur fights and 15 professional fights. Long in the tooth, but he is a southpaw. And of course, he's supposed to take on Teofimo Lopez. That's supposed to be in May, but that didn't happen. We'll see what happens as far as the rest of the schedule is concerned. But as far as these other fighters are concerned, I can't see anybody on this list that would consider uh, Mikey Garcia. Nah, 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 nah. Uh, John, Jose Carlos, Marco, Miguel Bertrand. I mean, Josh Taylor, o Oleg Usyk. Would any of these guys, Keith Thurman? Would any of these guys really, Keith Thurman, the, the obviously the uh, the poster boy for medical marijuana, not. Anyway, but I mean, I, any of these guys, would they be considered great outside of Pacquiao? Outside of Pacquiao. Man, we don't know how Tyson Fury is going to finish here as far as those all-time legacy is concerned. But, you know, Pacquiao, Alvarez, Saul Alvarez, of course, Canelo. Um, I think those guys are great fighters, and I think they're destined for greatness. I think they could compete just about any era. I think Tyson Fury, because of his size and awkwardness, can compete in any era. I think Earl Spence, before he got, before he got thrown out of a car at 95 miles per hour, was a welterweight to deal with. Now I think he's just ready to be picked like a grape. Anyway, Gennady Golovkin, forget it, man. Gennady's just too old. Deontay Wilder, I went through that before. As far as the rest of the list is concerned, Dimitri Bivol, yeah, he's undefeated, but nobody likes the way he fights. Light heavyweight champion, 17 and zip. Outside of that, what can I say? You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside look at the world of boxing and MMA. Coming to you live, baby, on Sports Byline. Come on over here, man. He's been here before. He didn't broke records here before. He's a legend of the sport. And it'd be my honor to fight him next.
attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors, just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit. One quick three-minute phone call, that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published. Pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number. 800-603-0885. 800-603-0885. That's 800-603-0885. If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down. 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and -and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Eric Hugh. And you're higher than a kite. Guess what? It's birthday time. My man, Bobby Antonelli. They call him Bobby A, the DJ, of course, from the Mission District, Bernal Heights to be exact. But he's been my friend for like 50 years or better than 50 years. So I want to wish him the happiest birthday, of course, today, tomorrow, and every day beyond. Be all birthday life for my man, Bobby Antonelli. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. 35, make that 36 plus years now. You're inside looking the world of boxing and MMA. Let's check out boxing history. May 29, 1982, Bazooka Lamont stops Rolando Navarrete to regain the WBC Junior Lightweight title. Of course, I sparred with him later in 1982, and I was scared to death. I mean, scared to death, but I didn't back down. Bottom 
Michaels went to sort of spirited rounds there in Newman's gym. 1987, May 30th to be exact, I was there. Mike Tyson stopped Pinklin Thomas in the sixth round. That was at the Las Vegas Hilton Hotel. I was in the parking lot outside. Pretty cool atmosphere, no doubt about that. How about this one? June 1st, 1984, I was there as well. Boom Boom Mancini gets stopped, of course, by Livingstone Bramble in the 14th round, of course, and to win the WBA lightweight championship. That was Buffalo, New York. Then we shifted gears, 1973. I wasn't there for this one. Carlos Monzon decisions, Emil Griffith, the great Emil Griffith, of course. Emil was gay. I'll tell you a little story about Emil real quick. Emil Smith, Emil Griffith was gay. My friend Eric Botcher was very homophobic, okay? So Eric was, in the, it was naked in the bathtub at the International Boxing Hall of Fame up in Canada, New York. We were staying in some motel, some drive-in motel, and Emil was staying in the room next door. And as I said, Eric was really homophobic as far as gays were concerned. So Eric's nude in the bathtub reading these newspapers, you know, because we used to read the New York Post, New York Times, all these different papers regarding the boxing concerns. And I told him, hey, Emil's here. He's at the door. I'm going to let him in. He goes, what? He goes, I'm going to let him in. So I go to the door like I'm going to let him in. You hear all this noise in the bathroom. There was more water on the floor of that bathroom than there was in the bathtub. Like, you know, that's how bad the matchmaker extraordinary. Yeah, he's still doing the big fights with big people. I'll talk about Eric Potter. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. I hear the trumpet of the great Greg Adams of Tower of Power telling us it is so very hard to go. Each and every week, of course, <coughs> Ring Talk Live Worldwide comes through at 11 a.m. Pacific Time live on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. We are brought to you by the World Boxing Organization. Check them out at WBO Boxing. My name is Pedro Fernandez. You know, there's a million things you can be doing right now, but the fact you listen to Ring Talk Live Worldwide on Sports Byline, well, I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Don't forget, Ring Talk Live Worldwide is on Anchor as far as podcast concerns. Live Worldwide Saturday and Sunday is 11 a.m. Pacific time, but live on Anchor always. 